It is Monday, February 22nd. From the Jock and Nerd podcast, we got the Jock Anthony joining myself, PC Mike, and the Giggler to talk Memento, Thor the Dark World, and WandaVision Episode 7. This is Mostly Superheroes. Welcome to Mostly Superheroes, a weekly video podcast where we talk mostly superheroes, but anything else worth watching. We are back here in the studio. Holy cow, we are so excited to be back in here. The last time, I think, was before Thanksgiving. Logan here, your host, my co-host, joining me as always, PC Mike and the Giggler. PC Mike, how's it feel to be back in the studio, man? It feels great. I don't have to talk through my Chromebook anymore. I can actually hear. My voice might sound better. I might sing later. No, it feels good to be back. Um, you know, we were being safe with the holidays, seeing family and stuff. So it was a smart decision, but man, it feels good to be back. Yeah, you sound crisp. This is a little better than, you know, we hearing the door slam in the living rooms and um, back in here uh, sounding as crisp as ever. Uh, Giggler, welcome back. Are you excited to be back? You're wearing the mostly superhero swag. I think you are definitely our by far like our biggest fan in terms of who's bought the most mostly oh, yeah. heroes superheroes will, merch. Everyone that I know is just getting merch for birthdays, Christmas, etc., bar mitzvahs, all the all the above, whatever. Yeah, whatever you need to give for. So <laughs> it fits fits you, well. Very proud. Do you know a lot of kids getting ready to have bar mitzvahs? No, I don't know any, but I, <laughs> that just came out of nowhere. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Honestly, it's just great to be around uh, other humans that are that I don't live with. So. Yeah, the this isolation got awesome. real, got real, especially during the holidays. So good to be back here in person. Um, and guys, we have a very special guest today. You might remember a couple weeks back, a few weeks back, we had on the nerd of the Jock and Nerd podcast, Imran, a podcast I've listened to, I've told you guys, for many years now. This week, I am pleased to announce we have the Jock side of the nerd. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, Howdy. how are you, man? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for deciding to have me. I'm I'm a little miffed though that you decided to have the nerd on first, rather <laughs> than the jock from the Jock Nerd podcast. I don't know why you would do that. That was a dumb decision. It really was. I think it's mainly just because Imran's the main one that answers your guys' emails first. This is true. He is the nerd. So he <laughs> so. Well, Imran. welcome to mostly superheroes, man. Thanks for taking the time to join us this week. Um, these guys had a good question. Yeah, what's going on? If you're the jock. These guys are kind of my sports guys. I'm like I'm kind of the nerd of my show. I don't really follow okay. sports so much. So the question is, why are you the jock? What did you play? What are your sports? Or is it more about your knowledge on sports in general? I did play sports in high school. I played basketball for two years, then was lazy to go to summer camp, so they cut me the next year, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to join wrestling out of nowhere. So I joined wrestling and did that for my last two years. But my sports are, I mean, the ones I follow, basketball, baseball, football, um, MMA, basically anything really. College football, college basketball. So knowledge plus having played in high school. So you're, the, wasn't you're a Chicago guy, right? I am a Chicago guy. Yes, Chicago sports guy through and through. Oh yeah, or? Oh, yeah. big time, big time. I don't, I don't. I'm not one of the. I don't. 
maybe you guys, I might already offend people. I don't, <laughs> I don't really understand how like you could live in another city, like a major city, but then not be a fan of that team. I think I've for us, understood. like here in St. Louis, so we have two now. We've right. we've, we've lost a lot. Right, but, uh, that I understand. But like, if you're like in New York, or you I, grew up in L.A. and you're like, I'm a Yankees fan. It's like, what? What? <laughs> Stop. I know. Stop. I know that stuff. That stuff irks me too. Like, did yeah. your parents not instill in you any pride, like any yeah. pride for your hometown and your home state? Like, that's what irks me. Are you a White Sox fan or a Cubs fan? I'm a Cubs fan. Okay. And so you, I'm like in direct conflict with you guys, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's a pretty big ri- rivalry. But I, I, like I said, I'm not really the sports guy, so I don't really lose much sleep yeah. over it. Can, I mean, we can look past it. We'll live. <laughs> you can't beat a day game at Wrigley, though. Oh yeah, you can't you beat can. a day game at Wrigley. So absolutely not. It's uh, fun in many ways, more than just watching the game on the field. Probably the field is my least favorite part of a day game at Wrigley. So <laughs> <laughs> the three blocks that surround the stadium is pretty fun too. Well, an- super awesome. well, Anthony, we won't hold it against you. And we're happy to have you. And this is one of the biggest uh, silver linings of a, of a world that is digital now is that we can have folks like you that are miles away. And we appreciate you taking the time to join us. And with that, let's go ahead and get into our first section of the day. Fan mail. We always feature fans first on this show. We appreciate you guys very much. And we're going to be real quick. We got a lot of stuff to cover in the what you watching category today. Had to take a moment, though, highlight someone from our Twitter account. Shout it out. You know, I, Andy sees me all the time. I see you liking the tweets when people are like, hey, I need a podcast recommendation. Twitter now, like the algorithm, like pretty much only shows me those tweets because I'm always like responding. Like if you're looking for a podcast, that's like opportunity marketing, right? So I always respond to people right away, say, hey, check us out. Desiree on Twitter, it's D Ederick. And if you're wanting to follow her on uh, Twitter, you can get you can see this on our YouTube channel. And she said that she actually added uh, an episode to her playlist and she's going to be checking us out. So what did I say? I said, well, thank you very much. I'm going to give you a shout out on our next episode, which is happening right now. So Desiree, I hope you're listening. Shout out. I hope you're enjoying the show. Always looking for new fans to come and listen. Um, how about you guys? Have you guys had friends giving you a lot of compliments since we started the show back up in January? Have you been hearing some good things out there? I know that you say like you Always. get compliments all the time. So Always. I'm like, like let's, let's hear it. I can't wait to get like just recognized in public wearing this shirt. Well, we talked about that. With the, we got the mask now, the mostly superhero mask. Oh yeah. So like, is that the giggler? Conversation, <laughs> conversation piece, <laughs> everywhere. Is he laughing behind that mask? I can't tell. <laughs> He's always giggling. But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, friends are especially this Wandavision. I think we do a great job breaking it down, and it's it's for a weekly, short short podcast to listen to. Uh, it doesn't take a lot of your time. Just listen on, and thanks to people like Desiree for. Adding us to their playlist for sure. Hell yeah, Desiree. Thank you. And let us know what you think of the show. Uh, it, it's this easy to be featured on fan mail. Let us know that you're listening and we'll feature you up, feature you up here. And I, I have two comments. Go ahead, please, Anthony. Number one, Desiree, I don't know why you guys had me on this show because I might not make the best first impression for Desiree. So I'll just say right now, this is mostly superheroes. I'm jock and nerd. You don't have to listen to my show. Just continue to listen to their show, even <laughs> if I make a bad impression. You know, it's great. We've, we've talked about Jock and Nerd in this podcast before, but Anthony, I, you know, when tell us about Jock and Nerd. Where can people find you, and how? when are you guys' episodes dropping nowadays? Because I know it changed recently. Yeah, yeah. And we're on all the major podcast platforms, similar to you. We don't have the video component, so you guys have the one up on that. 
Congratulations. Jockandnerd.com, all the major podcasts. We are now dropping episodes on Wednesdays. We used to do Sundays, but now we do Wednesdays because we wanted to be a little bit more timely with our reviews from the weekend. So there you go. I think that was the move. And I, I've, uh, after I get done recording and we talk about WandaVision, my very first podcast I listen to is the Jock and Nerd to see how you guys are talking about it too. So you guys have been doing a great job breaking everything down. And honestly, Thank I you. feel like we got a pretty solid brain trust today to talk about all of it. Oh, yeah. I, the other anecdotal thing I had was in my community, I did meet like one little Jewish boy and he did mention <laughs> that he wanted to do a bar, mostly superheroes bar mitzvah. I don't know if it was with your show. Or he oh. just likes superheroes in general, and that's what he wants as the characters at his bar mitzvah. I took it as a compliment for your show. So, yeah, yeah. and I mean, uh, if it's you know, I think we technically have mostly superheroes trademarks, so it sounds like I need to sue this young kid maybe and go after maybe. him uh, in maybe. a legal way because I don't want him to think that he can just have the name mostly superheroes just for his bar mitzvah. You know, this is it's our show. Right, right. I think he was referencing your show, though. So I think you should really, you think so yeah. for real? Like he was talking about the show. Well, you, I mean, he mentioned the bar mitzvahs, and I was like, wait a minute, this this little Jewish boy was talking about this thing. Wow. So I put the dots together. Andy right there. has his finger on the pulse of bar mitzvahs in the Midwest. <laughs> this is a strange thing. <laughs> it's one of my hobbies. I keep there's two this week. <laughs> Got to be the most untruthful <laughs> statement I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> You're going to be put on a list somewhere. People yeah, exactly. For the <laughs> exactly. Get out of here. His name's Whatever. The Giggler, and he's following all these bar mitzvahs. Something's yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. I think I might need a new name. Writings, the writing's on the wall on that one. And um, the show is over. So this week, we we typically do news and rumors right now. I said this on my Monday show. We're going to jump right into What You Watching, if that's cool with everybody. What You Watching. All right, so what you watch, and you guys do a what are you watching on the Jock and Nerd, Anthony, and with you being our guest this week, this is where we simply tell uh, usually one title, something that you watched this past week that you would either recommend, not recommend, or even felt lukewarm about, and want to let you uh, go first with a group today. Oh, wow. Putting me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> so I watched, actually, it just came out this past Friday on Hulu. It's a movie called Nomadland. And it's directed by Chloe Zhao and has Francis McDormand in it. It's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. If you guys are following any of that, it's like the darling of the critics. Uh, but there's a superhero tie to this. Chloe Zhao is also directing The Eternals, which would come out, I believe, in 2022 from the MCU. So if you watch that movie, meaning Nomadland, and then think about what The Eternals could be, it's so wildly different. I mean, I don't know. It's just such a different a dichotomy from doing of like a documentary about nomads to this these thousand year old aliens that maybe created the universe for Marvel. So I have seen I've seen the posters and the trailer for Nomad Nomad Land. I have not seen it. Have you guys? I've not watched it yet. I've seen a poster. That's about it. Um, I did actually heard you guys talk about it on your most recent episode too. Did you Oh on Jock and Nerd yeah, when I was on my way over here. Oh Giggler was listening to you guys on the way over here today. Oh, don't make me well. blush. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> Um, well, how about this? Would you uh, recommend it to viewers? And uh, would you be comfortable giving it a rating? And I know you guys, I think you sure. guys do a 10-point scale. So you can rate, we use a four-point scale over here, but you can rate it however you'd like. No, no, you know what? I'll, I'll acquiesce to your guys' ratings. I would give it a three out of four. But I don't, I mean, as far as my recommendation, I don't think I could recommend this to most people because it is, it's a type of movie that's very art house and very like I would I could see the majority of people going nothing happened in this movie 
So it's more of a movie fan. If you're interested in nomads, if you just want to see uh, Chloe Zhao direct beautiful things and have Francis McDormand act with real life nomads, then you could watch it. But if you're looking for some sort of amazing story with some bombastic plot, you're not going to get that in this movie. So it's a recommendation, but for the right people. Well, and I pre- we always appreciate the grain of salt and, you know, giving a little context to those recommendations, keeping those in check where we appreciate that. Well, um, I've it's been on my list softly, so I think with that rating that you gave, uh, I'm going to put it into a hard spot on the list, and I will be watching it in the future. What about you guys? Think you'll check it out? Have you known anything about it? Have you seen a trailer I've or anything? I've seen the... Like you guys, I saw the poster. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's, like it's on a, the it's Apple like TV app. It's license, like, watch this. It's like license plates or something like that on the poster, right? Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I've, I've heard the buzz. Okay. And I've heard, and I did see that connection with the Eternals on some, it might have been comicbook.com or something like that. So it's definitely on the radar. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, keep, it on, we'll keep it on our radar. We'll check it out. Maybe be talking about it on maybe our Monday episodes in the future. All right, real quickly, let's go to Giggler. You up first. I know you had a couple items for what you watch and to yep. update the squad on. Sure. Um, I watched this past week, finished the whole season of Woke on Hulu. Um, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, but he was in uh, – anyone seen The New Girl? Mm-mm. New Girl? the Like the, the TV, show? TV show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lamar Morris? Winston. I, Lamar Morris? Yeah. Oh, Lamar, I, thought you said Lamar? The, I thought you said The New Girl, and I was like – Okay, sorry. It's, it's, I maybe said it wrong. It's I, New Girl. I have not seen – all that show, but <laughs> it's a good episodes one. here and there. But um, basically, he plays a cartoonist. Um, this yeah, this will be a spoiler free spoiler free review. So he plays a cartoonist. Um, basically has up and coming. He's up and coming, and he does this uh toast toast and butter cartoon. Really really minimalistic, like weird type thing. But um, then he has kind of like a big mental breakdown in public, and it kind of just shows his his recovery from this. And he basically kind of changed his outlook on life, hence the term woke. So he kind of, and it also includes uh, Blake from Workaholics. I'm a big Workaholics mm, guy. One hell of my yeah. favorite shows of all time. This actually kind of brought me to have the idea to rewatch those because it's been a while since that show's been on. Yep. I so, just highlighted Workaholics on Mostly Superheroes, the music show today. Thank you for that. The theme song's in there. We're just waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gotta stay it. fresh. Gotta stay fresh. I love it. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's a good show. I'd recommend it. Uh, would give it about 3.1 probably. 3.1, solid start. score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, you guys should watch it. It's it's a good quick watch, only like 25-minute episodes, eight eight of them. So we cranked that baby out in one weekend. It's I'll, good to be back on the binging game. Especially if you're the giggler. I mean, you can, you're, <laughs> I bet you watched it in a half a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, we, we stretch it out into two days. <laughs> Very cool, very cool. And let's move on. PC Mike, what you got this week? First, I want to let Anthony know, this guy, the giggler, he binge watches shows literally like it's his job. He watched the whole series of Dexter in, what, two weeks? <laughs> it really was like two it weeks. Wow. Three three weeks. To three weeks. Oh, so excuse me. Excuse me. It was three weeks. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, what else are we doing? In these quarantine. Oh, we're not we're like, not judging. I mean, why do you think you're on this podcast? I know exactly. <laughs> it's your superpower. <laughs> it's yeah. I right. appreciate your stamina. No, <laughs> doesn't carry over in other areas of life, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. You're Can't doing the, you're doing that. the you're doing the seventy five hard. Hey, he's doing seventy five oh, hard. Yeah. yeah. Is I'm, he? Oh, you're doing seventy five hard. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for you. I think today. That's real commitment. Today's right day fifty or so. Day fifty. That's awesome. Yep. Thank you. Oh guys. yeah, here I'll Thank give it up. I'll yeah. give it up. That's huge. We're, oh, yeah. we're supporting you here. We've told you that we're keeping you accountable, asking about it every week. I appreciate it, listeners. Now they have 
more more nice angles to see these these guns. <laughs> Me and Logan <laughs> ate two chili dogs before we started. Yeah. Andy watched us eat two chili dogs literally right before we started. You might recording. need to have him switch seats over there so we can see like that right arm. Oh, it's kind of yeah. a little hidden <laughs> in the corner over there. We got we got another angle too. So we're, yeah. we're, we're oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, when we get those angles, that's yeah. when that's when that's I've been flexing really for the last thirty yeah. minutes. So oh, man. I've been. So I might man. pass out. Also from the back pain too. Yeah, he's got, he's, got, he got, he's texting us on his way over. He's like, I got a back injury, and he's been laying on the ground every ten minutes. <laughs> I'm up right now. I'm good. You're okay. Yeah, it's a good, comfy spot. As long as he doesn't move his head. Yeah, yeah. He just turns with his whole body. Um, All right, PC Mike, what'd you watch this week? Uh, I got two quick things. Um, I watched on HBO Max Jimmy Carter, Rock and Roll President. Um, It is a biography about former President Jimmy Carter and his tie to rock and roll. And it had Willie Nelson. It had the Allman Brothers Band. Um, It had all these little quick little things and. Um, I loved it. I love classic rock. My dad, I grew up on the Allman Brothers. I've seen the Allman Brothers live, and how they played into this was awesome. Quick story from it that I thought was hilarious to make you watch this. It's only an hour and a half. Jimmy Carter in was telling the story in Willie Nelson's book. He talks about smoking pot at the White House. And in his book, he says he smoked pot with a White House aide. And Jimmy Carter says, no, that's a lie. It was actually my son, and he didn't want to tell on him. So Willie Nelson smoked pot with Jimmy Carter's son at the White House. And it just it's a cool story about how basically rock and roll got Jimmy Carter elected. They were having all these concerts and shows raising money for Jimmy Carter to be this president of the United States. And it got him in the office. And they talked about his presidency, his successes. Um, they talked about his failures uh, with the ho- Iran hostage situation. But it really just kind of highlighted Jimmy Carter and how good of a person he really is. So it was an awesome watch. I loved it. Um, I would recommend it to anybody. If I'm scoring it, I think it's kind of niche um, if you're mm-hmm. in that rock and roll kind. I gave it like a 3.3. I mean, it was awesome for me. Well, yeah, that's a hell of a review. And I'll just be candidly. I don't really know a ton about Jimmy Carter. You know, so like it'll think in like that little story, that little tidbit. Yeah. That's enough for me to go check it out. Yeah, and like Garth Brooks was even on there and just all different kinds of people, and it was really, really good. Um, Anthony, are you familiar with this one? I have not heard of this at all. I know who Jimmy Carter is, but well, I have that's not a, heard that, of this. That's probably a good start. Yeah. <laughs> so, more, yeah than, I, that, more than I knew, apparently. Yeah, I saw it on <laughs> You didn't Instagram. know who Jimmy Carter well, is? Well, I know who he is, but like I don't know who he is. You know, Sounds like that's what this documentary is all about. It's like no, going right, in right, a little right. deeper. Yeah, I mean, it's just his life, and he's from a small town in Georgia, and how he – rose to the presidency and now how he builds thousands of houses and he's just a great person he really is strong rating all right what else you got uh, last thing i watched i watched justice league recently wow and, oh. and i'm oh. gonna say that <laughs> hey i enjoyed it more than the first time i watched it in 2017 i will say that much i'm not gonna oh. go into details because i think we'll probably do something before the snyder cut comes out we should i think maybe we should um, all, maybe we should all rewatch it but i just felt like that was so much to really like take on because this new movie is gonna be four hours straight yeah um mm. the one thing i do see so one thing i noticed big yeah i liked a lot of parts in it i really did um the movie runtime was like an hour 45 if you look at like Endgame, that's like two and a half hours. If they would have spent 45 minutes maybe developing the villain, I don't know, maybe develop the <laughs> villain a little bit better, it would have been a lot better movie. Uh, but there were some bright spots. I mean, Ezra Miller, The Flash, I was cracking up. Is his name Ezra Miller? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was cracking up with that. Um, 
I love Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Yeah. Um, there was parts I really did like, and it was more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. But that's all I'll say for now because I'm sure we'll deep go in a little bit deeper. But well, it's interesting because yeah, you're a I mean you're a resident DC guy. We've talked openly about Justice League, Anthony. I think we even covered this a little bit on the episode when I came on with you guys, and to hear that you watch it again right before this movie and that it was better than it felt the first time. Well, because my expectations were in the basement, so <laughs> yeah, that makes sense too. And then yeah. I rewatched and I was like, yeah, hey, no, it's not too bad. It's a it's entertaining. Yeah, I mean it's not, but it's you compare it to the last couple of Avenger movies and you're like, well, it is what it is. But Anthony, still. Anthony, where are you sitting with the Snyder cut on an excitement level? And what was your feelings on the first film? Oh man. Um, Snyder cut. I have, I have some curiosity towards it because at the end of the day, it was still that guy's vision and justice league. The one, the justice league we got was a Frankenstein monster of all these different things. I've said it before on our show, but I, absolutely despise the direction Snyder was taking DC in. So I, I think Batman v Superman is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, I don't think I had much hope for where he was taking it with Justice League. So four hours of this? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to like it, but at least we'll get to see what he had in mind play out on screen. Um, as far as the Justice League, at, when it first came out, I haven't really revisited it. But when it first came out, I went, oh, this is okay, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the more you kind of analyze it, you were like, this just really, it's, there's so many different things going on in this movie. So many different cooks in the kitchen that it couldn't help but be a mess, um, which it is. It doesn't piss me off like BVS does, but at least BVS, going back to the point I made earlier, was Snyder's vision and the director's, like his full thought process and creative process was on display as much as I hate it. At least you got, you weren't meddling with the guy's vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And at least I guess this time it's like, that was his whole point is like, well, I'm doing this thing. I'm doing it exactly the way I want. And it sounds like that's exactly what he's done. Um, because hours. it's, because it's like off. Yeah. I mean, it's four hours. I think there's a 10 minute inter intermission in the middle. And what do they do there in that? Like if it's, it's probably just like a countdown or something. It's like they really put ten minute countdown. Yeah, you think in the middle. Well, they, that was for in theaters, I believe. Oh, okay. Like yeah, it's going to in theater intermission to where you can get up and go oh, use the restroom. Yeah. I may have. Heard, I think I heard that on your guys' show actually. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that in theaters. I think at home they yeah they don't think there's an intermission. Well, at home you can just <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe, maybe Snyder disabled the pause button. Yeah, <laughs> he's like that's the only way I'll do this. <laughs> I will say the end credit scene of Justice League was pretty good. It made me want to see what was coming. Absolutely. Out. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I liked it, too. I love Deathstroke as a character. Oh, And I yeah. wish we could have saw yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out in the yacht. Yeah. Arrowverse Deathstroke yacht, was awesome, so I can't imagine what... He, uh, he Joe, was great. Joe Manganiello was his name, right? Yep. Yeah. yep. I think he'd be great. He, he looks like he was born to play that, for sure. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, he does. He was, he's almost like the Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man. He's like that for Deathstroke. He yeah. was just like meant to be in that suit, I feel like. All right, well, lots more coming up on Steiner League Justice League. It's coming, and we're going to be talking about it. Um, and maybe we'll do something with Justice League beforehand and do a deeper dive. We'll see. Um, with that, we are going to move on in What You Watch into a title that we talked about last week. This is hilarious. This came up during our Iron Man 3 review uh, as I was just mortified about how bad it was, how I thought I'd remembered it much better than what it was. Um, I will say we're gonna, it's after this one. Thor of the Dark World was much, much better. Like, I mean, it's like, I'm excited to talk about it. I'll just say that. I've already forgotten this guy's name. What's this? What's the actor's name Guy, from? Uh, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. 
Mike, PC Mike made the connection and said, what about Memento? And oh my gosh, I had a flashback to watching this in a cinema class back when I was in college. And it is, I remembered it as one of my favorite movies. I've always said that, you know, but I hadn't seen it probably since. So we put it on this week. I know you guys watched it. Anthony, you said you even watched it. You watched all our stuff for the episode today, I believe you said. Of course. That's yeah. that's a good guess, man. We appreciate that because that was a lot of titles. Yeah. I got, you know, I, I'm representing the show. I got to be prepared. That's right. Well, and we're going to keep it kind of tight today. I mean, I'm going to kind of let this go as far as you guys want it to go. I'm going to keep it pretty straightforward in terms of my thoughts. Um, I And I'll just go first because I, I don't want to, uh, this isn't going to be a deep dive or a retell. This would be a nightmare to try to do that oh with. Oh, my God. But I definitely want to hear like any favorite parts. I And I'm going to go and give my rating right now because it was, it was, it was as good as I remembered for sure. Like I was like, okay, yeah, this is amazing. The with the, the film style and just the overall theme of how, what they're doing, and like kind of once you figure out figure it out, you think like, oh, this is awesome. Okay, I see what they did here, and you feel like it is kind of like an inside joke a little bit. You're like, okay, I'm I got what the what Christopher Nolan was going for. This is one of his earlier films, I believe. And but I will say, I that excitement level the first time I watched it, I think I was just like an excited kid in college, and I was like just excited to be watching movies during class. <laughs> um, whereas this point, you know, I'm watching it and I was like, okay, I, I got done. And I thought to myself, when will I watch this again? Cause we really do think a lot about rewatchability on like a really classic film, especially like this. I think this might be something I watch again in a few years. If we were like, talking about it, I don't know if I necessarily seek it out. That being said, I had a great time. I am going to go and give it my rating and let you guys break it open. Uh, give it a 3.1. Just get it out of the way, because I wanted to give you guys kind of the floor. Uh, PC Mike, this is kind of your movie, so I want to start with how about The Giggler? Did you watch it recently? I you... did watch it yesterday. Yesterday? Yes. How did it make you feel? Talk us through what you were thinking while you are watching this. Because I... you were a first-timer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, wow, I'm glad that you guys warned me like of how confusing this was, because usually <laughs> I'm on my phone just messing around while I'm watching anything, <laughs> and I'm terrible at, like, watch actually paying attention to what's happening so i was like put my phone across the room pay full attention still was extremely confused about what the heck was happening in this whole movie um and that's why i had to have you guys give me a little breakdown earlier <laughs> still not sure i totally understand <laughs> honestly we were drawing so, we were drawing like graphs and stuff for him like, like hey <laughs> it's coming together you just showed me this graph of like what's whatever's like the timeline's converging and like i need i, I probably need to rewatch this with that in mind, but well, and I'll say this too because I didn't open up with this, but so you guys that go next to full spoiler alert right now. So feel free if there's anything that you want to say spoiler spoiler wise on this movie, you got it. But did so you we we explained to you kind of the premise, but when you finished it, you were like, "What hey, did you get it?" Sort of, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Then <laughs> uh, I don't know if I got it the very first time I watched it. I really think I knew that it was like I got the gist of it. I was like, "Oh, I see. This all connected." But I was like, "But what actually happened?" If you just like talk about the story, you're yes. still kind of like, "Well, wait a minute." Was because you had asked, "Well, what's the girl's name from the Matrix that's in this?" You guys know that actress's name? Oh, Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie Ann Moss is Natalie. It says nice. Well, yeah, she plays this big role where she's like messing with this guy. And I thought the same thing as you. You asked, like, was he she messing with him the whole time? And it's like, yeah, well, that's just part of it. That's just part of his story. Her like messing with him in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. um, let's go to uh, let's go to PC Mike. It was your movie. What would you what'd you catch in your rewatch? How did you feel about it revisiting it and and now time? 
I mean, I think it was like a rush of nostalgia too. Um, you know, you watch these movies like thrillers and stuff we've talked about and that kind of the big reveals done and it's not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, that second or third or fifth or 18th time I've seen this, <laughs> but I will kind of say a different point. Like a lot of people weirdly enough, haven't seen this movie. So like, even with Andy, like us talking yeah. about it, like brought up those feet, like, man, Ooh, I kind of want to, got the juices flowing. Like I kind of want to watch this again. I just, I loved it. I love the little twist at the end. Um, I love how the stories converge and it goes from black and white and slowly goes to color and the timelines come together. I, it's amazing movie making. And I think it really did jumpstart. I know, I think Christopher Nolan had a movie before this, but then this was in 2000 and then he started to really knock him out. But man, I just, I love it. And you, you said this was a 3.8 to Andy whenever you told him to go watch it. Did that hold true? I think it's a, still a 3.8. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, shoot. I don't think I would be t- on a podcast 21 years later talking about <laughs> this movie if it wasn't an awesome movie. I almost put it in my top five that wow. we did the other day. Wow. Uh, but I didn't because we talked about it, and I'd be like, oh, they think I'm just kind of jumping on this. But I think it's awesome. I think it's underrated. I don't know the IMDb score or anything, but no, no. I like. I always like that we give ours first, and then I usually go look at those after I, we. I literally listen to our episode, and I'll be like, okay, if we rated it that. Let's go see what the public says. Andy, are you comfortable enough to give it a rating, or do you think oh, you should yeah. like revisit? This I'll thing? give it. I'll give it a like a preliminary rating. Like okay. I'm gonna watch it again. I feel like you need to do a lot of that with with honestly, like we said earlier, like most Christopher Nolan movies that aren't aren't Batman. Well, obviously, watch Batman, rewatch it all day. <laughs> yep. That's all I all I do, but. Um, as far as like watching to understand what's going on, that's that's most of his movies. So, mm-hmm. um, but definitely like the storytelling is very unique. I can definitely appreciate that something different um, from a, a, a movie perspective. So, I I mean I'll give it a two point nine, but that's subject to change. All right, that's fair. And uh, to our guest of the day, Anthony, uh, was how many times have you seen this movie? When was the last time you had seen it? And like where did it round out for you this time? Sure. Um, Ironically, Imran recommended this movie to me maybe 10 years ago, maybe maybe sooner. I'm, I, I'm kind of fuzzy on how long ago it was, was, but he recommended this movie and goes, hey, you need to watch this. I know you have you've ever seen it. I throw it on and I was not prepared for what that movie was, what Memento was. By the end of it, I appreciated it, but I was like, oh, I was a bit confused. I haven't seen it. And. I revisited it yet last night, and I was much more excited to revisit the movie now that I had an idea of what had happened. And it still holds up. I mean, it's it's great filmmaking. It's so creative. It's it's you feel like you never know what's happening, and I think that's a lot of that's on purpose because you are you almost feel like you are Guy Pierce's character, and it all works for me. Um, the, the ending, there's not really a resolution, you know, you don't get all the answers. You're kind of left to think about what just happened and what, what really happened was the narrator telling the truth was the cop telling the truth. So still holds up. Love to talk about it. I, I, as far as a rating, I got a 3.5 out of four. Ooh, that's solid. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I like what you said about like you know the the detail that they went into of of let like getting you inside of Guy Pierce's character's head and saying like you know that he's walking him through himself like what would it be like if you truly couldn't remember like thirty minutes later like what would that be like to live and they like walk you through that and you really do like feel like 
okay, I get it. By the end of the movie, you're like, this would be such a headache. Um, but really well told, looked amazing. That that alone, just the look of it, I, I felt like totally 90s. I just felt like everything about it was awesome. When they're in the diner and he's meeting her, uh, looked really great. Um, well, I uh, I enjoyed it. I think it was a good film. I'm glad that we, we, we revisited it. I will say that I think I had it a little bit on a pedestal in my head and that I got a little bit of a reality check of like, you know what? It's a really great movie, but it wasn't like a 3.8 for me. But you said it I holds up. I guess we differ. That's, guess that's we why differ. we differ. Yeah. And that's why it's I a mean, good round. It's a good round. Uh, and the scores, um, Rotten Tomatoes, it's at a 93%. IMDb, it's at an 8.4. So people love it. Facebook. Yeah. I didn't even know Facebook has audience summaries. It's at a 4.7. <laughs> so I'll take that because yeah. it backs up my side. That 4.7 looks with my 3.8 looks pretty good. Yeah. I, I was thinking during the, during the watch, I was thinking about his film Tenet. And I had talked about yep. that on the show. And I was just thinking about like, okay, so he did this movie and then he did all of his movies. And then they were like, okay, you can really try something new. And Tenet was like him going like, oh boy, here we go. Well, if you notice, the first scene is an inversion scene where he's flipping the uh, the yes. Polaroid. And he the gun zooms back into his hand after he had already shot the guy. And you, you can already see like Nolan was like, oh, that's a cool shot. But I can't do this throughout. I don't. Maybe I don't have all the technology to do this throughout an entire movie. And now he's like, with Tenet, let's go back to that memento memento thing. I've always wanted to do this. Let's just do the whole movie like that. Did you like Tenet? Did you get Tenet? I hated Tenet. <laughs> Did you watch it just once? I only saw it once, and I was so confused. I was in a movie theater all by myself due to COVID, and I was about forty minutes in. I was like, it's not even that I didn't understand what was going on. It was more like. This thing is just so all over the place, and I can't make any sense of the action that I'm just I don't like this at all. So I think I thought Nolan was had his head up his butt uh, too much in uh, Tenet, and he was a little too unhinged with his with his ideas. Yeah, I only saw it once too, but I keep hearing people talk about it, so I I think I am gonna revisit it and just try to give it one more go because I hate being that lost, like that lost. Being like at the end, I was just the same. I was like, what in the world is going on in this movie? <laughs> but I've heard people say that if you give it that second watch, you know, maybe maybe three watches because it was. Confusing. <laughs> Did he write wow. it? Did he write Tenant Christopher Nolan? I don't know. Uh, let's see. That's what I was kind of looking up because I his brother yeah, wrote he wrote it okay his brother wrote the short story for Memento is what he mm-hmm. based it on and then mm. I went of course I went down a rabbit hole <laughs> so I went to Jonathan Nolan's filmography and it seems like all of Christopher Nolan's awesome films are written by his brother mm. wow so Memento Batman Begins The Prestige The Dark Knight The Dark Knight Rises Interstellar all have Jonathan Nolan somewhere with there. So yeah, know, maybe that's something. I saw the name on the credits, and I was like, "Oh, I guess that's his brother." That was the guess. The, the difference for me between Tenant and Memento was by the end of Memento, when I first saw it, I was like, "Something really cool just happened there," and I don't really understand all of it, but I know something cool happened. Whereas Tenant, by the end of it, I went, "I'm so mentally fatigued by this entire movie that I'm glad this is over." Yeah, when they're not to get into spoilers for Tenant, just this one part. That, like summarized how I felt about the movie when they were like on the opposite sides of the glass and things were happening like op- oh. uh, like opposite of each other but also in some kind of order I thought uh, f- <laughs> my fiance Carrie looked at me and she goes so what's happening here and I go <laughs> I-, I don't know <laughs> oh, your guess is as good as mine can't yeah. wait to watch that one yeah well, check it out uh, all right well fan listener what do you think of Memento is this one of your favorite movies like PC Mike or are you more level out like me um 
Let us know what you think. Write us in at MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash contact. Feature on fan mail. And with that, we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it is all about the MCU. We're talking Thor the Dark World. Quick recap, some ratings. And then we're getting into Phase 4 with WandaVision Episode 7. Stick around and we'll be right back. You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Here, Imran. So if you offend everyone at once, it all it's a wash. I've covered everybody. Anthony. Sorry, I was texting. Say that again. And Rug Boy. Yeah, whenever there's a snowstorm, my slack hole tightens up. As they talk over one another. Just exactly uh, the same Connor as, was as, the as Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry. Swear. I had boobies. And ask you for money. Just give us the money. Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on comic book movies. Who's that? Never said that. You've never said that. Who cares? A jock said that. Comic book, TV, movie reviews, news, and whatever they choose. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Can't be silly, goofy fun. Seriously, people really listen to this. Uh, Jock and Nerd! What you watching? Welcome back from the break. I'm your host, Logan, of Mostly Superheroes, here with PC Mike, The Giggler, and Anthony from the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We just broke down some uh, a roundtable on Memento. Hope you enjoyed that. And now, of course, our it's not quite the meat yet. We're going to get there, but still taking over the entire episode right now, Every or the show, I should say, is the MCU. And WandaVision, man, oh man, what a show. We are talking about it every single week. And with that, it's I've just been inclined naturally to watch the old stuff, to bring it back to the forefront, have some uh, good recaps, and we're actually working on something really exciting on our website that once we kind of get all these done, we're, we've already got about probably a third or a half, we're getting to about the halfway point of getting all these done, we're going to have a whole page solely for the MCU. So it'll be like in release order, which Anthony, I don't know if you have an opinion on this, but I am. I think release order is the way to go typically for like... You know, even Star Wars. I think that you need to watch these things in the like, the frame of mind that when they came out, when they were written, the years that they were produced. If you're watching now, if you've seen it a lot and you want to revisit the MCU, maybe you're like, okay, I'll watch Captain Marvel first and then I'll watch them in chronological. But typically, we do do it in release order around here. What do you think, Anthony? You guys, do you ever have an opinion on that? Because you guys talk about MCU heavy on Jock and Nerd. Has this been a debate you guys have had? It's not necessarily something we've talked about a lot, but as I've had an opinion on it, and I agree with you, Logan. Release order is the way to go. You have to watch these in the mindset of what these creators were doing at that time because they might have had ideas for things down the road that could have been prequels, but the puzzles fit a certain way in release order, and they fit that way because it was released in those times, and it makes watching those other films later, I think more enriching because these are the, the building blocks for some of these, even the prequels. Hell yeah. Prequels. I, I love when people agree with me. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's why I'm here, man. That's why you brought me here. Yeah. Just to pump me up. Right. That's usually, yeah. that's why you yeah, that's, that was talking. the email you sent me. Yeah. I need you to come on and really make it seem like I know what I'm talking about. Be my flavor flav. Be my hype man today. <laughs> <laughs> um, well with that, let's go ahead and get into our MCU rewatch for the day. Last week we talked about Iron Man three 
So in release order, next up is Thor The Dark World. Equally controversial. This is one that we have we have talked about in this show as being a lower tier MCU film. Just meaning when you compare it to the rest, it kind of starts falling toward the bottom. The next movie that comes in order is Captain America The Winter Soldier. We'll be covering that next week. Man, that's exciting. Man, I went on the wrong show. Oh, dude, that's a movie, huh? Oh, my gosh. I'm <laughs> so excited. parts of that last night. Did you really? Yeah. Talk about just a totally different movie from the first Avenger. And then, man, we're 25 days out from Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I think we're timing this pretty well. What we're going to do is we're going to do what we do every single week on the MCU Rewatch. I'm going to recap the story very quickly. I'm going to talk about just some top moments. want to hear your guys' top moments. Ratings, of course. Uh, I'll highlight the in credit scenes. And then we're going to just talk about some high-level connections of what this movie, how it could connect to other MCU projects that are happening concurrently. First up, came out in 2013, just uh, a few months after Iron Man 3. This came out November 8th. I think Iron Man 3 was in May. The budget was $150 million, and it made $644.8 million. Did pretty well. Not as well as Iron Man. If you guys remember, that was $1.2 billion. Double that. Yep, and I think the budget was $200 million. So it got a little less money. It made a whole lot less, but it still did just fine. All of these movies, I think, will. Well, I can't wait to see what... Like, I'm curious about like what, how like Ant-Man did. I don't remember at all. So I'm excited to see these future movies that we're going to be talking about. Talked about the MCU order, the story of this one. So this movie opens up with a flashback of millennia ago, the Dark Elves. All right, these guys are actually, they're power hungry. They're looking at, they're, red, they're led by this guy called Malekith. And they're after the Aether, which is a.k.a. the Reality Stone. All right, Odin's dad, Boar, he, he comes in, he knocks these guys down. Let me just say right away, when this 10 minutes into this movie, I was like, this movie's awesome. Especially like watching it like now with all the MCU stuff, it almost felt like an MCU like history story. Like I'm watching like a documentary about like the Asgardians and like Thor's dad. I was like, this is cool. Okay, before you go on, I just want to do a heat check for you. Oh boy. It's not because you just watched Iron Man 3 and then you watched this. It might be, but hey, hey, you're, you're getting it in my organic order right now. <laughs> and that's how it should be, though, because you did see Iron Man 3 right before you saw this movie. So there's a re. So Iron Man 3 gets $1.2 billion. People are like, hell no, I'm not giving more money to the MCU. All I'll say is this. If you're just asking me point blank, this movie is much better than Iron Man 3. No doubt. But I will just say, it's a Thor movie through and through. Um and so Thor's dad ends up beating this guy. It's all fine. They come back to the future. Um, and basically, the entire plan surrounds Malekith, this dark elf. He just wants to use the reality stone to make the whole universe dark. It's kind of weird, but it's like that's the idea. There's this giant convergence happening. Remember, all of the realms are lining up over each other. And a millennia passes. This is happening, happening again. And when this happens, Jane on Earth finds the ether it'll because it's been awakened during this convergence coming again and this is where thor comes down and takes jane back to asgard because this is kind of a hole in the story she gets the ether like in her body because she like touches it i don't know if this movie ever made it clear exactly why her human body could hold on to this thing for so long because they make it very clear in the rest of the mcu movies that humans cannot be holding infinity stones like this We'll leave it up on the table for thoughts if you guys have any when we get there. Just moving real quick through here. Uh, remember, Loki is ca in captivity in this movie because it's following the events of Avengers. So he's locked up on Asgard. That's pretty cool. Um, 
Moving really, really quickly. They remove the ether from Jane's body. Malekith takes it. He's going to have to go to Earth, though. That was a big part of the movie where I'm like, why do they have to go to Earth? They do answer it. Apparently, there's a point on Earth that is the center of this convergence thing. So it ends up being this place in Germany, and uh, Dr. Selvig re-enters. Darcy enters the story that we're now seeing in WandaVision. And then Darcy also has an intern in this movie. We said this. She's moving up the corporate ladder. His name's Ian in the movie. And I don't think we ever know what happens to this intern. And then they end up having like a romantic kind of thing. Yeah. They, like, they're making out at the end a little bit. Maybe in WandaVision. I'm genuinely curious what happened to this guy. Because he ends up kind of being like a pretty good asset to the team. He like really helped everybody out. All right. So um, they end up helping Thor defeat Malekith. We learn that Loki has actually taken the throne. He's done something with Odin. It's one of the end things we get of the movie. We beat the bad guy. All is well. Uh, the mid credit scene in this one is Thor's uh, friends deliver the reality stone to the Collector. So we get the introduction to the Collector in this movie. And then uh, there's an end credit scene where Thor comes back to Earth, spends his time with Jane, and this is also what he'll be doing. He'll be hanging out on Earth for a while, setting us up for Avengers Age of Ultron. Pretty quick, right? You put a nice little bow on it, too. Just a, yeah. nice, just a nice little quick bow. Um, want to get into some top highlights before we rate this thing, because I want to hear like some favorite moments, thoughts of the movie. Um, I really like this, the aspect of finding out more about the Nine Realms. Again, getting that history story, learning more about uh, Odin's dad, because Odin kind of has an arc of his own throughout the whole movies. We find out in Thor, the Dar- in Thor Ragnarok that he has kind of this shady past. I'm excited to focus on that movie. And, um, you know, let's just do some roundtable thoughts. Starting off with our guest on the show, Anthony. This is another one you watched for us. Thank you very much. What are your thoughts on Thor, man? Thor overall or just Thor to the Dark World? Let's go Thor to the Dark World, and then uh, maybe we'll get into some deeper stuff, like who your favorite Avengers are and stuff, because we love that kind of shit. Sure, sure. So, you know, I I will go on record as saying that the MCU, I don't think the MCU has made one what I would consider bad film. Now they've made a there's there's a slew of films that are down on the you know the bottom of the list and and maybe just considered okay, maybe disappointments, but nothing egregious. Uh, Thor: The Dark World is no one's favorite MCU film, I don't think. If you if you if it is your favorite, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> there are better MCU films. Maybe you should watch something else. Um, you know, it, it's it's entertaining in at points. It's not necessarily, they didn't really know what they were doing with Thor yet. They were still trying, they had Alan Taylor as a director who's from Game of Thrones. They were still trying to do the whole Game of Thrones, Norse mythology, Viking-esque vibe. And they were still trying to make that work, especially within the, the MCU, where it's like a lot of like jokes and things like that. And as we came to find out in Thor, in Thor Ragnarok, that just wasn't Chris Hemsworth's thing. That just wasn't the vibe that this was going to launch at. That being said, it's still entertaining. The villain is pretty bleh. The, the, the main criticism you have about Thor The Dark World is it's no, you, you don't ever really want to revisit this movie. There's nothing about it that you want to go back and go, I, I just I love these moments. Um, the moments that I do enjoy, I still enjoy the Loki, Chris Hemsworth, Thor banter. I thought Kat, Deming, Kat Dennings was funny. I remember back in the day, people would like be criticizing Kat Dennings' character and be like, she's pointless. I thought she was funny having, you know, we're going to review WandaVision later, bringing her back to Thor from Thor to Dark World, I think was a great idea because she has just great timing on a lot of her jokes. 
Um, the end battle is a little creative with them going through the different portals and, and landing on different um, planets and stuff. So there's some entertaining stuff. It's just overall a bland movie. So curious what you guys think. Yeah, for sure. Um, I have all sorts of thoughts, and uh, I think I, I should probably go. Uh, I'll go last because I'm kind of the I'm kind of the opposite of you now, Anthony. I, honestly, I I kind of I almost appreciated like that uh, Game of Thrones feel. That like you know what this is a totally different race of people that are together, and it's a totally different mindset than like if you're an Iron Man or on Earth. And I kind of appreciated the fact that they were. It was it was fun to me seeing a reality stone story outside of the Avengers and Thanos. It was cool to see like, oh, there's this alien race that's like going after it because for me it was like kicking off the hunt for these six stones. I felt that. Hmm. Giggler, what were you thinking? How was your rewatch? Did you rewatch it like yeah, for I a did. second time? Like cuz you did a rewatch no, like a month ago. The most recent time was a month ago for <laughs> okay, sure. Okay. And like yeah, I I think it rewatching it now given everything that's happened, it, it definitely you can you can feel the vibe a little bit more and then appreciate it and enjoy it. But still like I completely, completely agree with what Anthony said that like, there's not a bad movie in these. So that's what I'm kind of keeping in, in, mm. in check for like my rating. Um, but I think a hundred percent, like my favorite part was just kind of the interactions between Thor and Loki. Like there's not a lot of times when I enjoy uh, or, or, or I'm a fan of like a, a bad guy in a movie, but Loki's mm-hmm. like an exception for that. He's just, entertaining i can't freaking wait for a show i think it's going to be maybe one of the best ones of the year we'll see i was going to say uh this is something to keep in mind for you folks this is where we try to like again if most of the superheroes gave any service to you guys try to help you out here we are now in what i'm calling loke prime loki prime because like this guy ends up having his own life he goes on to live in thor ragnarok and spoiler alert for this character he dies in avengers endgame so like that's this Thor, you know, we talked about Avengers. We saw like that guy vanishes from that one. We're going to get that in the TV show. We're, this is not that Loki anymore. Just so everybody's clear. We're on like I call them Loki Prime. That's how I've I've coined that. I like it. <laughs> Maybe get that hashtag going. <laughs> All right, we'll save your rating for a minute. PC yeah. Mike, did you rewatch this? I re- I actually saw this a couple months ago. Okay. So fair. I felt good. I think it was on TV and I was just kind of watching. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I got a lot of fan <laughs> I got a lot of fanboys here. So I'm gonna, I'm going to bring you back down. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'm not getting streamers and like banners for like, hey, hey, you know what's on at TBS tonight? <laughs> Thor of the Dark World, let's go. Right. I mean, it was just okay. Yep. Um, favorite parts are with Natalie Portman. She's great. <laughs> I, think, I mean, she's, can't argue with that. Yeah. She's great. I'm, I got so excited to see her coming back in Thor Love and Thunder. I yeah. was, I think that they were probably teasing out, not teasing out, but I did have some theories that. I'm sure that her having this ether in her body will probably play some kind of role in that because she's supposed to be supposedly getting the hammer. Um, talking about Thor in general, uh, see if there's any other major connections I have here from my notes. Oh, we do get Lady Sith in this one. She actually is in a Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode. I don't know if you guys ever knew that, but she actually she is. Yep. She came and guest starred on the show. Um, already I, mentioned Jane. Go ahead. I Mike. do love the cast, though. Yeah, like, strong cast. I love Anthony Hopkins in here. Yeah, um, I love um, Idris Elba. He's awesome in everything. So, I mean, the cast is awesome. You I also just... have Zachary Levi playing one of Thor's friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Captain Marvel. He's the cap. He's Captain Marvel in in the DC universe. Oh yes, he's Shazam. 
Or, yeah, she's, sorry. But yeah, which is which, but which, which is, is this, which is Captain Marvel? Yes, right. Which is like still to me like so confusing whenever I hear yeah. the same names. Yeah. Well, and he replaced um, I forget the actor's name, but did you know that he's not the same? the The guy that's playing Fandral in Thor is not the same. Oh, it's yeah. not Zachary yeah. Levi. That is, yeah, it's the guy that was in Once Upon a Time. He he played David in that show, but I don't know the actor's name. But yeah, they switched over. Is it and, because he jumped shipped and went to DC to be Shazam? You think? Well, no, they brought in Zachary Levi okay. to be in this movie. And then I believe he is also, it's still Zachary Levi in Thor Ragnarok, I believe. Yes. He gets For, killed right away, but yes, he was. Yeah, all of all of the friends. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> like The Warriors uh, 3 got a very quick ending. Um, all right, let's get some ratings on the film. Um, I'm going to go real quick. It's definitely higher than what I thought. I think I gave, I think I gave Iron Man 3 a 2.7. Um, that still hurt me. But this one, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, definitely is an OG uh, Marvel flick to its core. Um, I'll definitely always rewatch it. I'm going to give it a 3.2. Next up, let's go to our guest. Anthony, let's get your rating on Thor The Dark World. Um, I'm going to give this, again, it, it's okay. I, I, I will agree. It's, it's just okay. There's nothing egregiously bad, but there's nothing that makes me ever want to revisit this again other than on like Marvel rewatches or binges or things like that. Um, I'm going to give this, being from Chicago, a 2.3 Whoa! out of 4. But I will say that Endgame, the scenes in Endgame make Thor The Dark World just a little better. Hell yeah. Like that, I thought about that too. And I also thought about parts of Endgame where I was like, oh, I wonder when future Thor like took Molinear. You know, like when did the hammer like disappear for that Thor? You know, I found myself thinking about when did the mom. When was he talking to the mom? Yeah, like, even though it's an alternate mm-hmm. universe, so it technically would not happen in this movie. But you still think about that stuff. I thought that was so fun. And that, like, that's something new that you wouldn't have got the first time around. Right. Giggler, let's hear it. That. Um, I just want to just comment how the villain, Ma- Malachi, kind of looks like Ivan News from the Power Ranger movie. Does anyone, <laughs> does anyone catch that vibe? Yeah, he's got the chin. He's got, like, the same, like, face. If you painted him, like, white, it would be the same person. But maybe it's a little bit less scary. But... Well, him him, and uh, Oscar Isaac's Apocalypse both look like Ivan News. Yes, exactly. Oh, my yeah. God. That's, that's Gosh, I always call. forget that was Oscar Isaac. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh but yeah, I think there hasn't been a, a Marvel movie to date that I haven't rewatched, so I got to give it a 3.0. Solid. I that's like that. The, if that's the uh, standard. I mean, because we'll you know you're rewatching it all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. got it. So they at least they, uh, that's good for MCU films. That means they're always breaking that three mark. Oh, yeah. Last night, Black Panther was on one channel and um, The Winter Soldier was on another, and I was just switching back and forth all night, and I was like, this is the life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, just, I think just sitting there watching cable TV, waiting yeah. for things to scroll across. Exactly. I was like, why am I, why am I not watching this on Disney Plus with no commercials? <laughs> but then I, I just switched back and forth. Were you using like the flashback button? Was there like a flashback button still for cable? Like no, like oh, a t- yeah, like a TV oh, yeah, remote, yeah. like a back button. Well, yeah, yeah but it's like, like I mean, I, I don't, I haven't, really, I haven't had cable like TV in, I mean, probably six years. Oh, oh they I still got, got it. And they also my my not to brag, but <laughs> my remote has a microphone on it. And well, it. this is the same uh, guy that was written from Redbox, like up until Halloween. When he comes back, I'll be back at Redbox. <laughs> <laughs> All right, PC Mike. I think we're getting a very different rating. That's why uh, I love you keeping us honest. What what is, what is well, Thor: The Dark World for you? Since Anthony's on, me Chicago guy, I'll do yeah. it as well. Two point one, Sammy Sosa. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, was think, I was trying to think of Chicago athletes when you said 2.3, and I was like, who am I going to do? Who am I going to do? Who am I going to do? Nice I could job. go 2.5. Derek Lee used to be 2.5 for the Cubs. Yeah, but, go. Well, you've already said your score, so well, you, you know slamming, how it is. Slamming Sammy. <laughs> That's like a new low like rating f- on the show for any movie, I think. Maybe not. It's pretty. Got, it's pretty low. It's close. It's yeah, close. I think the lowest I've personally gotten has been like a two five. Like it's like that's as low as I've gotten so yeah. far. Well, but I, I put it at two three. Because it's still above average. I, I was I was trying to go with the baseline being two. So anything below two would be bad. So two point three is still above. Oh yeah, that's fair. And, and especially when you're looking at it compared to all the MCU films, uh, that score makes total sense to me. But like I was just surprised. Like I I would watch this like right along with like Ant Man. I feel like. But then again. We'll see whenever we watch it. Maybe I'm a little bitter how you scored Memento, so I took yeah. it out on Thor. <laughs> it's funny to see how this, yeah, the spite scores start coming out. Welcome back to the studio, fellas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, Thor: The Dark World. We appreciate you guys sticking around for the eight, the hashtag MCU rewatch. Let us know what you think of the film. Our next film that we'll be covering is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Get us in some fan mail beforehand. You hear this right now? Write us in. Tell us your uh, thoughts on that movie. Give us a rating on the four point. Oh, scale, and we will feature you during next week's episode. Did you give your score? I didn't. No, I did. I did. It was a 3.2. Okay. Yep. All right. Let's move on. Fair one's ready. I did look up Ant-Man's box office. Just Just out of curiosity. Let's do it. Yeah. $519 million it made. And it was the budget. Uh, 130 to 160. That's about Thor. Yeah. Uh, See, that makes sense. Um, You know, I didn't even mention it, but in a couple weeks... Guardians of the Galaxy is next up after Winter Soldier before Age of Ultron. So I don't know how you guys feel about Guardians of the Galaxy, but you can tell that I'm just very excited. I mean, you have that jacket behind you for yeah. a reason. So. Yeah, it's my go-to Halloween costume. All right, that's enough of Phase 2 today. We're revisiting some uh, OG Marvel flicks. Let's move into Phase 4. The meat. The meat of the episode. That's where we talk about what you want. It's the big chunk. It's the sizzle. We are talking about the breakout series, two episodes left of WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Oh, man. I, I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Uh, t- excited to hear about the predictions. Before we do that, let's how we, how we always do, let's do a gut check on how the season is going so far. Again, Anthony, not to put you on the spot, but guests being here. How is WandaVision going for you so far, and how'd you feel leaving episode seven? Yeah, I'm I'm over the moon for for WandaVision. Admittedly, I, I've said this on our show. I'm pretty in the bag for most MCU things, <laughs> but just the start of WandaVision, how it it was so different than anything we've seen from the MCU, and I know that was kind of polarizing to a lot of people. A lot of people felt it was very slow. I think it's been very well paced. I feel like the mystery has been dragged out really well, and we're getting bits and pieces. We're kind of now being able to discard theories but still have theories in the back that might be confirmed might not be i've enjoyed every bit of this i enjoy the fact that you know wanda um with elizabeth olsen and paul bettany i think have been really good in this i think they've been able to flex their acting chops a little bit the show has been able to you know take two unknown or more minor characters wanda and vision while also expanding upon the universe while also introducing new characters while also laying the groundwork for stuff that's coming out later on. I think this show has many masters to serve, and I, hopefully they can stick the landing. But so far, I, I've loved basically every episode. Love the review. Love the thoughts. Uh, I think that we're probably echoing, echoing that on, on our end, but we'll still want to get a gut check. Andy, 
you have to probably agree with every word of that. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's just like this year we're so going to be so spoiled with these shows and like the way that you view these characters and the things that you've already seen when you rewatch them. Like the other day, for example, I think we were watching Endgame, the final battle scene. I was like, turn it on TV, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna watch this, just like every day it's on. <laughs> so, um, and Wanda comes in and does like does that short little battle scene, and I was just like this is so much cooler now, like with all these things that you know about her, like it's like you get a little bit more excited when, when I watched it the first time, mm-hmm. I wasn't getting that excited for, for her to show up on screen. I mean, she's, she's great, but it's just like what this shows are going to do is just build these people up to where I don't even know how they're going to handle all these, these characters being at this level. Yeah. And like to be like Wanda and you were playing this character and like these, you know, handful of movies, but now they're just flushing it out, like putting it, to where like the all this backstory, all this context, yeah, and then I feel like we're getting like a new Wanda, a new vision. Like this is like yeah. they're rebirthing these characters now. Yeah. yeah, at the same time, like there's there's people that from the MCU that are exiting, like possibly Tony Stark, possibly Captain America. So you don't know if oh, spoiler alert, I guess if you haven't seen Endgame, but yeah, we again, we we, we try our Endgame, best with the MCU. I don't know why you're not why you're listening to this right now <laughs> if you haven't seen Endgame. Uh, <laughs> But like they're gonna need people to kind of take the helm for um, the leaders like that. So who who knows who that'll be out of this group? I mean, obviously that's might be kind of the premise of what uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier the next show is. But I'm so excited for that if it even can hold a candle to how good this is. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see just a totally different sto- way of storytelling. You know, when it's gonna be more action, it's gonna be a different show. We're still here for it. PC Mike, how's Wandavision tasting for you? I am surprised every week I, how much I do like it. Um, I have two big things though. Okay. I'm gonna pick pick a little bit. I have to pick a little bit. I'll be honest. I'm mad because I don't know if it was a spoiler. I thought these last three episodes were gonna be an hour. This one was a little short. I was gonna say I was gonna say we talked about it on the show that it was gonna be an hour. It was definitely not. It was it's standard like forty two minutes or something, forty seven yeah. maybe. It wasn't even forty. I think we got bad news. I think we got bad news. I think I, we reported that on our show too and we, we didn't report it. We reported someone else's reporting. Yeah. 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 That's not, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Yeah. Next, next this week's is 47 minutes. So. It's closer. But is that 47 minutes of actual? No. Or is it? No, it's more like 28 minutes. And yeah. yeah. And then credits. like yep. 17 minutes of end credits. It's a total. <laughs> it's definitely like the total. And then you don't know if there's going to be an end credit scene or not. Yeah. And mm. now that we know, spoiler alert for episode seven, we're breaking it wide open. Today. There is one. You there said you had, one. you said you had two things. I had one more. Um, how in the world wasn't this the first thing they were going to push out in this next phase? Because this yeah. is awesome. Because it was going to be Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, ha- I have thoughts on that. Dude, please. Yeah, please. I think at the time, well, it was going to be Falcon and Winter Soldier, and COVID hit. So obviously that rearranged everything. But I think their strategy was let's give something that people are familiar with, which is Falcon. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be more like your big Marvel FX type action espionage thing. Into something where we're a little bit more palatable, but as you could see, like the first couple episodes of WandaVision, I liked it, but the internet was like, I had friends that go and I didn't sign up to watch WandaVision to see the Dick Van Dyke show. Like, I think this was just a little bit more of a risk. And with COVID hitting and everything, it just kind of rearranged schedules. And they were like, if there's any time to take a risk, it's after having a year off of Marvel movies. And now, like, people are so starved for Marvel content that we could probably throw out a piece of crap on plate. And people will still watch it. So let's just go with WandaVision. So that, that's where I think they were, their head was at. I totally agree. And I think I've, I've said something similar on the show before to where, like, I think that, like, people know Captain America. 
and like they like see like this new Anthony Mackie coming in, they're like, oh, Captain America. I, it would have been an easier sell. I totally, totally agree. Where WandaVision is like totally different, yeah. but I mean, I can't get enough of it. Well, it was it's a great, great decision. They got like exponentially more just subscribers to Disney Plus since the show started, and it's like blowing up even more. So, well, and then I, we talked about this last week, but Brandon Davis said that uh, he reported last week from Comic Book that it's the most watched. It was the most watched show worldwide last week. I don't know if that still holds true, but it, I mean, it got up there. And for me, I mean, not being as big into the Marvel universe as you guys, if I compare this to the Mandalorian, this is must watch for me. I could wait. I watched every episode of the Mandalorian. Wow. But I could wait till like Sunday night or I could wait till Monday and kind of catch it. And oh, he's doing a little fight scene. He does the same thing. Oh, he found his armor again. And now he's doing his thing. (laughs) This is must watch. I come home from work and I'm like, you know what? From three to whatever, I'm watching WandaVision. That's how good the show is. And we've talked about how we do the rewatches for the show and how it's like the easiest thing to put back on and watch for a second or a third time. Like there's no yeah. question. Yeah, Absolutely. you almost have to. You just catch different things every time. Well, with that, let's get right into the story. This is episode seven. Full spoiler alert right now. WandaVision. Gosh, it's so much fun talking about these things week by week. I can't believe that we just have another show coming right after the corner. It's like we are so spoiled rotten. We're so happy. Breaking down, breaking the fourth wall is the title of the episode. It's 38 minutes long. The synopsis reads, Monica plots her return. Wanda navigates unsettling complications. And Vision forms a new alliance. As always, we start off with the previously on the episode. And this slide is going to have all of your images for from the entire episode if you're watching on our YouTube channel. Um, so previously, looking up here toward the top left-hand side, Monica's uh, cells are getting rewritten by the heck. She's been through twice. They tell us this again. She's going back in to help Wanda out, and she's going to be meeting somebody to get her rover, uh, to get some kind of vehicle that can take her in there. We get a flashback of Vision being ripped apart when he's outside of the hex, and it takes his shoulder away. Remember that? They showed that again. Uh, we get Pietro getting blasted by Wanda when she says, when he says, hey, your dead husband's dead. He can't die twice. They also said, uh, uh, point blank, Monica is quoted to say, if Wanda is the problem, she has to be the solution. And then we get, of course, the big cliffhanger of the episode, the hex stretching. Miles on end, pulling in Darcy and a bunch of the sword group. All right, so the episode opens up. It is a couple, I saw a couple things here that people have called. It was a fourth wall, obviously, per the title of the episode, uh, type of, epi- uh, you know, talking to the camera. This is straight out of Modern Family is what I saw. And then oh, yeah. I saw the intro scene. I also was, looked like he was directly from the office. For sure. Did you guys see anything else? That, that, that's got to be it. That was it, right? I mean, I, yeah, I mean that, that's it. Maybe like Parks and Rec a little bit because it's like similar type of show. But yeah, either way, the music was almost like just the office. A, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, with yeah. the mug, even at the end, we got a picture here. And Wanda's breaking down the fourth wall. She's talking. She said she's going to take a day all by herself. And we get the intro, which we talked about. Here we get Darcy and Vision. Uh, it actually opens up with them on the outskirts of town. Um, they're all around this, this big circus that, you know, Andy, we talked about this last week that we were going to get this big circus coming to town. Well, vision and Darcy are part of this. He wakes her up almost immediately. We'll talk about that in a minute. So Wanda is talking to her young boys. She says that she doesn't really know anything that's going on. She's like, you know, how I'm your mom and I'm supposed to know things. I don't know anything. And the boys are like, okay, Agnes shows up. She says, let's leave mom by herself. I'll watch the kids. 
And then after, right after she leaves, Wanda's sitting there, and the reality around her is just changing on its own. Like her TV is changing to an old TV. Her fireplace is changing to an old fireplace. And she's trying to fix it. Um, let's look at you, Anthony. During this part early on in the episode, with like the reality changing around her, was this like I we've said this before. It's like, you know, we notice when things start going haywire when Wanda's not around. Is this, you think, because of like the want the reality getting so big, she's just struggling to manage it? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. She she's expanded the reality so much. You know, you could see in the last episodes the edges of the reality that she was in. You know, everyone was like frozen or they kept doing the same task so you could already see that it as you get further from her it starts to really like not be, co- be as cohesive and as real of a reality and now that she's expanded it so much you could tell you know obviously that she's just losing her control over everything even the littlest things she's the things are warping the the, the milk is warping from like 70s milk to 50s milk to current milk so yeah that's you think you're spot on with that I don't know if you guys caught this, but the, it was like a t- radio station or a TV station, but they were like, you're listening to WNDA. Yep. I didn't. No. It was like Wanda. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree that that like even the smallest little thing she can't quite keep up with. So you can tell it's just really starting to slip through the cracks. Okay, so this was a big theory for the show. Monica's going to meet her sword contact. Now, I, 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 I've been staying away from the online stuff for about three weeks now. That's whenever I first I stopped looking at, like, anything. But I couldn't help but see a couple of memes that came across my face that this might be John Krasinski as a Fantastic Four, Reed Richards. This might be some big name. Okay. It is <laughs> – what's her name? Dr. or Agent – Major Goodner. Major Goodner. Is this somebody that – it was nobody to me, so I'll just say that. Was, is it somebody to anybody here? I never looked it up, to be honest. Oh, I didn't look it I, up. I meant just like off the top of your head, did this yeah. mean anything to anybody? I, I didn't look it up, but I feel like it was almost, I feel like there's got to be more. Like they, they, the way that was written, yeah. they were hinting at something so much. You know, they teased it a couple episodes. You wouldn't write it like that for it to just be a lady that no one knows. I, I think there's got to be someone yeah. else. Well, I will say this. She does say that she's going to go right into this reality with this thing. I got an image here up of the, the vehicle. And she says this is our most uh, sophisticated uh, space vehicle. So it did make me think like, okay, this is like an astrophysics physics yeah. team. So maybe there's more people later. Which, and also, I'm pretty sure when she talked about who she was going to meet, she said it was a he, so that I thought that led mm, me to believe mm. that there could be the the person that she was going to meet could maybe not be there. You never know. You might not. This might be readdressed in like five movies from now or something like that. There is he a knows. line from Goodner where she says, uh, "I'm not just loyal to you. I'm you know we're not just loyal to to sword or something like that." As she led us to believe that she is loyal to someone else on like behalf of Cap- of Monica Rambeau. Did you guys pick up on that line that she was loyal to some higher power? I thought maybe it was like a Captain Marvel reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good call. But like Anthony said, they have laid too many breadcrumbs. They have. To just give us this. Yeah. I think and if so, if so, hats off. Because you guys pulled us in, and you have people all over the internet. You have the most watched show in the world right now. Hats off if this is your big reveal. But they have something more. They have to. All right, we get uh, Vision uh, waking up Darcy very early in the episode, so this is great. I was glad. I was like, I was like, what do you? I was like, wake her up. He did. That was good. And they're gonna go back and head to Wanda, but they're gonna have many obstacles on the way. Back to them in a little bit. Back to Wanda. The reality is really, really coming apart now. The storks show back up. The wallpaper's changing. She can't fix it. 
Um, and then the, you get that voice from behind the camera that says, do you think this is what you deserve? And you're like, what? Yes. <laughs> I mean, especially now. And we'll talk about the big face-off between her and Monica. All right, let's talk about the commercial. This was definitely the most real commercial <laughs> like from all the ones I've seen before. It's about antidepressant, and it's called Nexus. It anchors you in the reality of your choice because the world doesn't revolve around you. Or does it? Is Nexus like a MCU or Marvel reference? Anthony, do you know about this? Was there something hidden in there that we should be aware of? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. The big thing that I picked up on, and I've been following internet theories, and I've been reading up, so I was prepared for it, <laughs> is a ne- there's things in the Marvel universe, it's the comics, that are called Nexus beings. And Wanda is a Nexus being, which is a constant throughout the multiverse. So the way I interpret that is there could be different versions of different characters in the multiverse, but there's always going to be a Wanda that looks like that, that is the Scarlet Witch that has those kind of powers. She is, that makes, that labels her, if if that's what they're hinting at or maybe building towards, it labels her as like one of the most important characters in not just the MCU, but the multiverse itself because she wow. can, she's basically has influence over everything. Wow. Uh, that's okay. that's amazing. Yeah, I had no idea about that, but I can. I mean, I a nexus to me. I knew like the word itself is just like it's like bringing things together. It's the central focal point. But I didn't yeah. know if they're talking about Wanda. But it sounds like you think that's a, exactly what they're talking about. Is she? Is she? Yeah, she is a nexus being within the comics. So she probably will be a nexus being within the MCU, which would lead, which would make sense why she is also going to be in the multiverse of madness with Dr. Strange makes total Ah. sense. Nice connection. And I mean, yeah, you talk about being relevant within the uh, multiverse. I would assume it's going to play a role in the the movie that has the word in the title. Right. 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 All right. Back to Monica. She's going to drive this vehicle into the hex. Again, the person, uh, Goodner says it's going to go right into there. It does not. It hits it head on. It spits it out halfway, like turned into this van or truck. I'd put a picture up here. And this is where Monica says, I'm going in. I am getting goosebumps All right, already talking about this. She bolts in this thing. Woo's like, don't do it. She is phasing in between like different outfits and different voices in her head. You get some of the dialogue from Captain Marvel, I think, whenever her mom was going off into space. And she's like, go, go, go do that. And I'm going to say it. We called it on the show. Monica Rambeau has superpowers. She does not have a name or anything. And this, to me, was a birth of an MCU hero right in front of her eyes. I see Anthony giving a thumbs up. PC Mike, do you agree? Did this feel like a superhero being born to you? Yeah, it was kind of like, I don't know, you can get pretty graphic of being born and pushing through. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you saw it, and she's like that hero right now that we have in the show that we're cheering for. I mean, we're cheering for Vision, but for her, some, somehow they've made us connect to this character in seven episodes it might be the mom aspect coming back from the snap and all of that and all she's dealt with but you're cheering for her and that was an awesome scene to see her and then a little bit her and wanda that confrontation it was awesome yeah yeah i mean just moving it right up to that the very next thing we see i'm jumping around a little bit in the order of the show but with monica she gets to wanda and they have this face off to where she's like get out of here and she superhero lands on the sidewalk that happened and i was like that's a bad bitch (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I love how the townspeople just kind of stopped and watched, too. Yeah. They're like, what's going to go down here? Anthony, how were you feeling? Is this something that you, obviously, you guys probably saw this coming, too, but what was it like to see it happen for you on screen? I'm with you guys. I was, I wouldn't say I had goosebumps, per se, but I was very excited to enjoy this character and see her become, it looks like she's becoming, so Monica Rambeau in the comics has like three or four different names. I think she's becoming Photon because her mom, that's her mom's call name in Captain Marvel. They've hinted yeah. at Photon. They showed you the plaque with uh, her mom's name, Photon Rambo. So you're definitely seeing her become a superhero. And to the point of like us falling in love with this character, I think they did a really good job of making the character relatable and using the snap to make it relatable by going with, well, her mom died of cancer while she was gone. And and she, it's such a horrible thing to happen to her, right? Like you were gone in the snap. The last thing you saw was your mom in the hospital. Your mom makes it out of the hospital, but because you're gone for five years, she dies two years later from cancer. Like that character immediately becomes super sympathetic, super like relatable to anyone that's experienced loss and also just someone you root for. So then when you finally see this character get those powers and jump through the, the, the hex one more time, it is like a, it is like a, stand up and cheer moment and and it's great for marvel and you know they're they're trying to appeal to different demographics and now they have you know they had some female superheroes with black panther but now they have someone that has powers right that's a black female superhero so they're doing a great job this is i mean i was i was i'm with everything you guys said i'm i'm i was very pumped to see it yeah well marvel studios did what they like do best with all their titles is they weave in these other origin stories to where like you know like we're probably gonna get like a photon tv show one day wow. you know like that's that, that. that's exactly what they do you know they like they weave this into a backstory where like mike said it like the show's called wandavision and all of a sudden i'm like well who the hell's monica rambeau because i'm all about mm -hmm. her mm-hmm all right, so let's talk uh, Darcy and Vision. This is kind of cool. This is, uh, I will say this, this episode was, I, I fully expected it. It was definitely, I thought, like the most, it had a lot of big things, a lot of big reveals, but like overall it was a little boring. And, but I feel like the second, the third to last episode of a major series, like does have this like, kind of like lull moment, reveal, tell some stuff. And like the next two episodes in my mind, we're just not ready for it. They're going to be so great, action packed, big, big reveals, big actors where this was more like, okay, who's doing it, right? Speaking of that, Darcy helps Vision remember, not remember, she fills him in on what happens, what happened before Westview. She's like, this is what happened in Age of Ultron. <laughs> this is what happened in, in Infinity War. And Vision says it. He's like, for me, this is me finding it out for the first time. For Wanda, this is just a, a matter of weeks that all this has happened. And even for us as fans, it's been years. But like, you're talking about losing Vision, getting dusted, coming back, like, for her, it's been, like, kind of a... So, that was kind of cool, getting that perspective. We get that Monica and Wanda face-off we talked about. And this is where Agnes shows up and says, Get out of here, Monica. I'm taking her. Getting to the end of the episode here. Vision does leave Darcy in that truck, but we don't see Vision again the rest of the episode. All right, here we go. Big ending. So I said it was boring. It's not. It's not boring. <laughs> no, not boring. I take that back immediately. It's the wrong word. It's... I just felt like there was parts of that where I felt I felt the lull, and like I hadn't felt that, but it's because like more real stuff was happening. But anyway, it's, yeah, it's just comparing to the others. You can't compare. So she's in Wanda's in Agnes's house. She notices that the kids aren't around. There's a couple sandwiches, like half eaten. She sees a locust on the thing on the drape, and then says, "Where are the boys?" Agnes says, "Downstairs." 
goes to the basement, and this is where it becomes very clear very quickly. It's getting very witchy <laughs> very very quickly. Getting roots on the side, ends up becoming like a full-on dungeon. And here comes Agnes. Wanda, Wanda, you didn't think you were the only magical girl in town, did you? And then cue the music, cue the flashbacks. It's been Agatha all along. Agatha Hartwell. This has been one of the major, most biggest theories about the entire show the entire time. And she's been behind essentially everything. You're getting flashbacks of her confusing Herb. She actually created Pietro, it looked like. <laughs> um, she faked it when talking to Vision. Andy, you called that. And she said she killed Sparky, too. And you were wondering who killed the yeah. dog. Yeah. What a bad person. Holy cow. She's been doing this thing. She got like her own title intro. The biggest question I had at the end of this was, is she the only villain? Is there more at play here? Or is this our big bad? I'll look at you, PC Mike, because I see you already shaking your head. What do you think? I think there's more to it. Um, but I will say this. We kind of knew this was coming for weeks, uh -huh. like build up. But how they revealed it, was flat awesome. I loved it. I loved how cheeky it was. I loved the little things. I hate. I, I saw online somewhere like somebody's like starting a group to like get her for killing Sparky. Like, oh <laughs> like, but how they revealed it, I just thought was flat awesome. Um, she, there's Emmy buzz around her now for this role. Like, it was that good. Uh, but no, I think there's something more. There has to be something more. It's not just her. Um, because there's, I mean, there's those breadcrumbs that we just talked about this episode. There has to be more. There's more layers. She keeps talking about her husband. Yeah. And everyone's kind of yeah. jumping to that, that kind of realm of, oh, who's her husband? Oh, okay. Um, so th that's that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see. I love this episode. I, I don't think it was boring. I, I wish I take that back. I'll say it was not boring. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> I just, I will say that. It, I, here's what I think. I think that compared to the next two, like it's, it was soft. Like it's going to be crazy, these next two. It was a little exposition-y, maybe. Yeah. But yes. maybe not. I wouldn't go boring. Yeah. yeah. A lot of buildup for yeah. hopefully a great payoff. Uh, Giggler, what was it like for you seeing the big reveal? And did you have any thoughts on the magic book in the basement? I saw that. I don't. I don't know. It could be. It could be anything. I mean, I, I saw speculation that that there, it's similar to like a book that was in Doctor Strange. I guess that would make total sense. Yeah, one of the um, magic books. Like he kept. He keeps like in the back library yeah, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm. I, I love the reveal. Like. To think, like, I, I was down for her to be in the show the whole time. Like, she's really funny. Like, it's just crazy that, like, the horny lady from uh, Step Brothers is, like, about to in Take about me, to Dale. In. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just want to ball you up and put, put you inside of me. <laughs> My God. Like, that lady is, is about, is, like, in the MCU now. And, like, not only that, she killed it so hard that she's, like, pe has people trying to get her awards for it. So, it's... Awesome. I love that, that that the MCU can just pull out somebody like think about how like every time there's a new actor now that's gonna be this new person, I'm like, who the hell is gonna play this? Everyone is already yeah. in the MCU right now. It's like once you're in it, you're set because you're gonna As be in multiple movies and you're gonna have your face known. Like this Tiana Paris that plays Mia Monica Rambeau, like I have no idea what she was in before this, but like if she's in some random movie next year, I'll probably see it because I'm I'm down. Same for Tom Holland. Like that's like well, I'll watch his new stuff yeah. because I'm like, oh well, he's earned it in my book because I've already <laughs> he's already been in my movies. Um, Anthony, what were you thinking? Is there anything that we're missing here? Do you know anything about this book or uh, any uh, predictions with uh, pertaining to Agatha Hartwell? Sure, sure. Um, 
I, you know, I echo all the thoughts as far as I thought it was a, a fun reveal at the end. Um, you know, we're all kind of on the end. We kind of know, we knew that she was Agatha Harkness just from talking to one, you know, talking to fellow nerds and being into it. But I, I think the majority of people were probably like, who the hell's Agatha Harkness? Like, this was kind of a, a big reveal for people in that they didn't see it coming. So I think it works on multiple levels if you're a comic book fan or just a casual fan. And if you're a casual fan, you're probably not looking up Agatha Harkness. So they're doing a great job of like making the casual fan throughout the MCU have to like go onto Wikipedia and look up stuff, which is only going to enhance yep. their brand further. I don't think this is the final, final villain. You know, she's hinted a few times at her husband, Ralph, and the devil being in the details. And I think we're getting an eventual Mephisto reveal, maybe not in this this show, but maybe like a tease of him coming along um, similar to like a Thanos type thing. And, you know, I think it's, it's been really fun. I know that you guys in, in brought up the book. I did see on screen crush uh, a YouTube channel. I follow that there is a book missing in the original Dr. Strange too. Wow. And okay. This, this book looks very similar. First off, the books are held in hex like, chains mm -hmm. in Doctor Strange. Yep. And the book looks very similar to the book that was in Agatha's dungeon slash basement. So I think there's uh more ties to come. And I think all of this is been in uh service to creating these kids that I think are gonna be like I guess little minion like I think the the overall plan is for the the uh, Wanda to create these kids with vision to create uh like little magic minions per se. So I have one little thing that I, I really enjoyed too. Earlier in the episode, Wiccan was like talking about his powers and how like it's, it, everything's really noisy and all that. But then you notice when he sits with Agatha, he's like, I like you. You're really quiet. Like you can't hear her thoughts. Mm -hmm. Either she's like re repressing them or that she's just like a, like a spirit or like there's something going on with her, obviously. And then we see the reveal at the end. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as she said she's going to take them off her hands for a minute, I was like, oh, it you know what's happening now. She's not getting those kids back. Yeah, there were there were a couple moments where I thought just to myself, like, Wanda, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, like, just set off that Amber, Amber Alert right now because they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, what happened to them? We don't even know. I know that she took a bite out of a kid once, she said. <laughs> and then I did see online there were, when the Wanda was having all that stuff change mm -hmm. and she had milk. And I say that weird. I know I'm from St. Louis. But <laughs> milk. There was a missing persons on the carton. Carrie caught that too. And, just somebody, for a and somebody's like, well, she did bite a kid. Maybe she ate a kid, and that's the missing kid that was oh, on man. that carton. Well, wasn't you mentioned the um the flyer, the locust that was on the wall? I mean, I mm -hmm. I think I saw on like Reddit or something, like someone was like, Well, that could be the plagues. Uh Wiccan and then Speed would be the rabbit that was in the room. Oh, there but, was there was a rabbit. Oh, oh, well, no, that's like but that's Mister. That's Mister. What's his name? Scratchy Scratch or something like that. The, yeah, he's a good actor. Which she always says she really talks about that bunny quite a bit. She does talk about the bunny a lot though. Maybe that's Ralph too. Well, the so the bunny there there was a tie that I saw online where Agatha's character. I'm not like super versed in Agatha's character, but apparently in the comics she walks around with like a, a cat that can become like a giant tiger. And I think they were think there was speculation that the bunny was the sub for like the the cat. So she mm. this bunny might be something else. We'll see. I like that. And I'm also like you talked about Anthony. I'm one of those fans who literally I'm on Wikipedia right now reading about <laughs> Agatha. So I'm like trying to put all these stuff together. But I don't want to read too much. In. Yeah, I don't want to read too much. I'm like I don't want to spoil anything. But 
They'll throw a curveball here, and I won't even see anything coming. So, well, there was also a mid-credit scene in uh, this episode, like we said, like that hasn't been a thing before. I think I had turned off the show in the last two episodes. This one, I just happened to Me be too. like letting play, and it came on, and I literally was like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, and what we get, just real quick, Monica's breaking in. It looks like the back, a uh, back at this house, and we just get Evan Peters <laughs> pop out of nowhere and just go, "Snoopers gonna snoop." <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about thoughts and theories uh for the final two episodes i have my own i put them out on twitter i'll just read let's just do episode eight for now um i think we're gonna get some flashbacks we're gonna get wanda and like her story post blip and how she took vision's body um and we're gonna see how agatha got involved with that process so we'll get an introduction to her maybe a an origin story of agatha of sorts whether it's flashback style or whatnot um, and then we'll have like a cliffhanger to get us into episode nine, the big battle. Um, let's do a round table and just final thoughts on the episode. Giggler, I'll start with you. Any other theories on Agatha, Pietro? Um, you think Vision's going to save Wanda? Like she's obviously down in this basement now. She even held captive. We don't even really know yet. Yeah. But what do you think? Final thoughts. I'm just worried that Pietro is going to not, like him being the Pietro from the X-Men movies is going to not be addressed. And it's just <sighs> going to be kind of left out there. I hope not. Just to like, F with our brains, maybe. But I, I just think, yeah, I think that there's another villain that's coordinating this to get the children. Who knows that what that's going to lead to? Obviously, there's going to be the battle. Um, they're going to get them back, right? But then I keep hearing people say about how sad this show is going to be. And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've yeah, said I mean, it. Kids are kidnapped. That's sad. Yeah, but. They, I've they had theories kill. that it's gonna be like sad, like they're gonna break our hearts with like this vision they've got us to know again. I hope, I hope not. Are they? Yeah, I, I think I think this show will end with the kids being rescued in some manner. Um, you think they'll then, think they'll make it out in the real world, the real MCU? For sure, yeah. they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna be. There's gonna be some way that it's gonna have a happy ending though. But like with Wanda and the kids, maybe. But you're right. I think. Someone, somebody's got to go. I just mm-hmm. don't know who it's going to be, yeah. who I want it to be, or who I think it's going to be. I don't know. That's fair. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed on that on that topic for sure. Um, Anthony, I'll go to you. Final thoughts? Uh, any major predictions you want to make for episode eight? Mm. You know, I, I said this when we recorded our show, which is coming out on Wednesday. I, I'm still kind of I don't know what's going to happen, and I like that. I kind of have we kind of know where the pieces are moving, but we still don't fully know the full story. Um, I think the kids, as we've mentioned before, are very important. I think that was the whole gist of this. I think that's why um, Agatha doesn't really, like Agatha might have brainwashed or let, not maybe not brainwashed, but let Scarlet Witch know that S.W.O.R.D. was experimenting on Vision because that would piss her off. And then she just needed Vision back to put his fake penis into (laughs) Wanda and create these kids. And now he has no... Uh, she has no use for for vision anymore that's why he's like kind of been gone um so i think the kids are important i think you know this show has a lot of things to to address and set up so i'm i'm curious to see how it plays out um but i think as far as like it being sad i think you know they've hinted at the point of you have to like confront your grief and you have to deal with it and it becomes your truth and I think the sadness will be the fact that I don't think we'll see Vision anymore after this. I don't think he exists outside the hex. And uh, I think this is the end for Vision. I think he gets one more. He gets to go out on a heroic moment of, of his own choosing rather than getting a, a stone ripped out of his head. But I don't think Vision's going to last anymore. 
It's a good theory. I will say this. I hope it's not true. I really hope we get this vision long term. But hey, I think I think you're probably on the right track. PC Mike, final thoughts on WandaVision this week as we prepare for the final two episodes. Yeah, that's where I was kind of going. Vision gets his swan song and he goes out on a higher note. Maybe it's somehow saving the kids or doing something like that or setting Wanda free in a way mm-hmm. and easing her mind like this is what needs to happen on in a better place. And I still keep going back. I haven't tried to read spoilers or anything like that. That Paul Bettany interview where he says he's going to work with somebody he's never worked with and super excited about. I don't think we've seen it yet. I don't think it's Evan Peters. I don't think it's the female scientist that we got in this last episode. (laughs) Um, So I think there's going to be a big reveal, and I think it's going to come, and I think it's going to be cliffhanger-ish at the end. Totally agree. I said the same thing about episode nine. You know, it's it, every MCU title is essentially a cliffhanger at some level. You know, you have in credit scenes for all this all these years. I think that it will wrap up WandaVision season one and it will be a direct like cliffhanger to either Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, or maybe even another MCU title that's gonna happen in between. Um, it does kind of pay me just to think like what Falcon and Winter Soldier will get here, and it will just definitely be its independent story. It's not gonna have any ties to WandaVision or anything. But that being said, That'll be cool in its own way. We'll just have a new story to explore. And by the time we start seeing the end, the end things that affect, uh, say, a, a future movie like Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, we'll appreciate it even more. It'll be exciting to see how it all connects. Man, oh, man, what a show. Just got to give it up right now. Disney Plus, Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, John Favreau, and the team at large have done it again. Two episodes to go, baby. We're really excited about it. I can't wait. All right, let's talk about what's coming up. And we just get better and better at that every week, I think. I don't know. I'm just going to pat ourselves on the back. We brag on ourselves a lot on the show, Anthony. I don't know if you guys do the same on Jock and Nerd, but you know, when you've done well. We consistently take craps on ourselves, so it's nice <laughs> to see someone be a little bit positive yes. about their show. Anthony, the last 30 minutes is just us talking about how good that show was. We record it, and you can get it on Patreon, but yeah. it's just us saying how good this was. Yeah, stick around for the post show where we just talk about how good we are. Um, I'm all in. Pretty much uh, same old stuff happened on Mostly Superheroes week in and week out. Uh, decades month on the Mostly Superheroes, the music show that's exclusively on Spotify, built with Anchor. Why is it on Spotify only? Because we bring in the music from the TV and movies that I love very much. We've done the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. I just did the 2010s today. Stuff from the last decade all the way to 2019. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Get over and check it out. I already gave you a little teaser with uh, Workaholics, yeah, that was on the list. I appreciate that. I've also got some MCU movies in there, some not MCU stuff. You know, we we try to keep it, mix it up, and it's something totally different from the show. It's audio only. Uh, it's usually just me, even though still got to get you guys on the show at some point. I'm sure we'll make it happen. The MCU rewatch, we did Thor, uh, The Dark World today. Next up, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Use that hashtag MCU rewatch and let us know your favorite parts, your rating, maybe get featured on the show next week. And lastly, uh, WandaVision, of course. Episode 8 review will be next week, second to last episode. And uh, actually, Anthony, I do the same thing that Imran does with his uh, his fresh, I think he calls them fresh takes or instant reactions um, for WandaVision. He sends it to jo- the Jock and Nerd Nation. That's the name of their squad group over there. We do the same thing on, on this show. I uh, Every Friday, I write a newsletter to our newsletter subscribers. And I do, after I watch WandaVision at 7 a.m., <laughs> I just get on the microphone and I rant for about three to five minutes, just giving my instant take, what I thought. 
Um, and then you get a nice newsletter kind of recapping what's going on in the show. You get a little insider knowledge on the inside scoop, and you can actually reply right to that email and end up in fan mail. It's that easy. Something new every day at MostlySuperheroes.com. we got a full schedule. Um, ever since we talked about putting it on a pillow, I haven't stopped thinking about it. It's because we just opened up our merch store. So I'm thinking <laughs> we got to get this onto a pillow or a tote bag. But if you're ever wondering what Mostly Superheroes is up to and when, it's right there at MostlySuperheroes.com, our full-on schedule. Anthony, where can people find you online? Tell people uh, where they can find Jock and Nerd and uh, anything else that you've been doing. I actually listened to you on Two Peas in a Podcast. Is that what it's wow. called? Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah, Two Peas on a Pod. Yeah, the top fives. The top fives on Two Peas on a Pod. You did a nice job. You did the top MCU titles you were excited for. Where else can people find you and uh, what else are you doing online? Yeah, absolutely. So again, we are on all the major pod podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Android, uh, Stitcher, whatever the hell else you listen to podcasts on iHeartRadio. Uh, we have a Twitter, Jock and Nerd Cast. We have an Instagram, Jock and Nerd, or the Jock and Nerd Podcast. I don't know. It's some something like that on Instagram. I don't really. <laughs> I follow us, but not really. And uh, we drop episodes every Wednesday. For all the info, just go to jockandnerd.com and uh, check us out. Well, I got to say, man, we uh, you fit right in, and I hope you had a good time. We'd love to have That's you back great. on if it sounds all right to you. Anytime, man. Anytime you want me on, I will make time for you guys. You guys are all a bunch of cool dudes. Aww. Fantastic. Awesome. How are you? Yeah, absolutely. That Thanks, was. It, I, I love whenever it just feels as like we've just had another one of us, just another guy, a person that <laughs> loves these movies too much and wants to nerd out about them. That's We're just cool. building up to a giant just convergence of, of like, what, what, what is the uh... – big crossover at the end of oh uh, like the cw shows like the crisis on yeah. infinite <laughs> yes it's like crisis <laughs> of infinite podcasts or something yes. <laughs> uh, or just a convergence just like thor of the dark exactly world. that's, that's the word that's coming to mind morph, i couldn't get yeah, that word we're gonna out of morph my head. into each other's podcast <laughs> uh giggler did you have a good time today what are you excited for most coming up on the show next up i'm most excited for just to see what the hell happens in these last two episodes it's like something it's like my week revolves around just is it Friday yet? I mean, that's really no different than than normal life because you just got to get it's through right, that though. work week. But like Fridays are a pain because my wife doesn't want to watch until four o'clock when we're off work. And I'm like, I want to just say fuck work and watch the show <laughs> right now at 8 a.m. I don't care if my phone's ringing off the hook. I have a thousand emails like just give me 47 minutes to watch this next episode. Um, but I never get my way. So. Gotta always wait till four. Hope I don't see any spoilers or anything. Yeah, like, I would say you gotta stay offline because it's that's it's the terrible. worst part. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, Mike, Mikey thought he saw a spoiler yes uh, last Friday about a villain potentially being in it or, or an appearance, and then it was like not even a, a thing because like you see something and you don't you you only see it for like a split second. You're like get get off my phone. Why don't you guys just watch it right when you get up? Ask Steph. I don't know. <laughs> 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 all right all right well uh sorry that you gotta wait so long but hey man i'm with you my I, it's like all week i'm just going oh wandavision's friday wandavision's friday pc mike final words for the for the squad i'm excited for wandavision but i'm also excited um me and andy got in here a little early today and the march bracket what are we calling it march yeah we're movie. using the hashtag mostly madness yeah so anthony uh, not to put you on the spot i'll try to rant here for a minute and give you a second but we planned we actually filled in 98 percent of a, a movie tournament that we're doing called hashtag mostly madness it's going to follow the march madness schedule mm -hmm. 
do you have a favorite movie out the top of your head that you'd be willing to say like this would be a good fit for a, a movie tournament? There's the category is any movie. And the preface, kind of how we thought of these movies. You're sitting at home, you had a fun Saturday night. It's Sunday. We kind of thought if it comes on the TV, what would you like to have on the TV that you enjoy that you stop every single time it's on? To watch and just to give a mixed bag of like kind of a few titles that are in this yeah there's like avengers endgame is in there but so is uh forrest gump so mm-hmm. dumb and dumber made the cut we also have in there the town with ben affleck so it could be mm-hmm. literally any category it's kind of like your go-to favorite movie when you tell friends about stuff oh man one of my all-time favorite movies i mean as a kid and even as an adult growing up it just is further enriching and i'm sorry to see that this franchise has just gone down the toilet since, but uh, Terminator 2 for me is wow, one of the best sci-fi wow. films of all time. One of the best films I've ever seen. One of the best sequels, one of the best films, one of the best sci-fi films. Aren't one of Arnold's best. I mean, it has everything you could ever want in a sci-fi action movie. Well, that is a great title. I love the Terminator films, um, and it's a totally different genre. I don't think we've even covered, so that might sneak its way in. This is a great time to tell you listeners and viewers that we are taking the final submissions this week. Write us in at com. Tell us on social media. We've got like the schedule right now of uh, how we're going to do this. We're going to be polling on social media accounts, all of them. We're going to do it. we got a nice for each round going from the – uh, you know, getting to the sweet, sweet 16, to the Elite Eight, to the Final Four, to the big championship, and already looking at the first round, some of these matchups are crazy. You got like, you got like the Dark Knight Rises versus like Forrest Gump, like things that will really make you think. But then you have those movies that you just love, like those comedies that we threw in there, and all. It's just, it's a mixed bag. Yep. Which it's not who won the Oscar for Best Picture that, that year, but it's like, oh. I get to watch Dumb and Dumber and be yeah. an idiot again. Like, it's that. Who doesn't like to be a degenerate and fill out a, ba- a bracket, too? Yeah, we're going to definitely yeah. do like a bracket component on the website. You can send You could do brackets. a bracket with like pencil sizes and things, and I'd probably fill it yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. It's like at that point. That's what we figured. It's just something fun to do. It's going to be an annual tournament we're doing every year. So we thought the first one, like, we might do themes in the future, right? Like, maybe we do like an MCU one or just superheroes. This year is just open. Open category. You got a favorite movie. Now's your time to tell us. If you the best chance for it to end up in the tournament, you write into the show. You tell us why it needs to be in there because you got to make an argument for it. Anthony did a great job, and I think Terminator Two might make the cut. We'll see. I think I can say that it's going to be in the tournament. Yeah, uh, this is like our main bracket guy. So if he says <laughs> it's in, it's in. All right, folks. Uh, appreciate all your time today. Uh, PC Mike Giggler, Anthony. Hope you come back and see us. We'll be listening to Jock and Nerd. In the meantime, new episodes of Mostly Superheroes every single week as well. You can check that out at mostlysuperheroes.com. You guys have a great night. Great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy.